Here we go, Galimera, Galispera, whatever time you are watching, this is Mappa. I'm still Thassos here, and we have a special guest with us. Would you like to introduce yourself, young man? Yes. Hello, guys. Thank you for having me. Uh, I like the name. This is Mappa. And, and the note of this, too. Uh, I, I said to my girlfriend that they, uh, uh, she doesn't know the name Nochoftes. I said to her, Nochoftes, and, and she was laughing. And she was saying to me, oh, how, how did you think this thing? Uh, no, it's not mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yes, with this story, we begin. I'm Savas Pilagudas. I'm a sports reporter. I, I work as a, pros, a press officer in an orthodox for four years. I work uh, in a website like Bala. I'm working at Kerkida. I write in some newspaper and uh, for, for sports, of course. So uh, this is my story. I'm uh, on the sport for 10 years from my 21. Now I'm 31. And as you, can, yeah, <laughs> as you can see, uh, I, I wear this shirt with uh, as a proud gunner because all this year I wear it and you can imagine what I had all these years, the last 10 and more years. <laughs> and that's, it's, it's okay. Do you think Arsenal going to win the league this season? Is it Arsenal's year? You know, I have this discussion with a lot of fans of Arsenal and because of City, we are not sure. Um, I mean, Liverpool came... Uh, supposed to get the championship with 90, 96, 99 points. How? Yeah. And they didn't win because of City. I mean, it because it's crazy. It's crazy if you can imagine a team get up to 90 points and they didn't win the league. So it doesn't matter if you are good enough. You have to be better than than City to win the win the championship. Yeah. <laughs> and we have another match with them. Five points in Premier League is nothing. Maybe in Cyprus, you, you can win the league with five points in Premier League. No way. Mm. Different different story, but it's it's certainly an interesting season for the Premier League. It's about time Arsenal had a, a title challenge because I you know I remember the great team with Wenger going a whole season unbeaten even before that. Even when I, oh God, I'm showing my age now, George Graham, the great Arsenal that won the league in 1991, only losing one game. That's all. I'm, I'm showing my age here, bro. <laughs> Help yeah, me, I, I don't remember that, and I'm old. So <laughs> liar, <laughs> liar. This I would have been guy. three. You know? <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Let's move on. Let's move on. Ah, <laughs> 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 there. Well, let's uh, let's talk productively bro, bro, because that is what we're effectively here for. Yeah. Um, and the first game we're going to discuss is a short one because I know we've got Group B games right now and let's get it right it's not the the best part of the league the group b section but there, there's a lot of entertaining football and a lot has happened especially at the weekend uh, on friday show so it was garmi odisa beating Baralimi by two goals to one now i've cut down the highlights here but um Thassa, this was a very very entertaining game mate we had penalties yeah. red cards goals we had Talk, the red cards through, rescinded we had we had all yes. kinds of things going on so yeah um but on uh, on Baralimni's side, I mean, I'm kind of keeping an eye on the game. Baralimni's side, they had the two penalties, but apart from that, they didn't really offer too much going forward. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna watch here uh, the first penalty. Spoiler: it's uh, good enough save, 
poor penalty, but he saved, did a good save and then caught the re rebound as well. Uh, here, red card. I don't think it's a red card. Um, I, I mean, what do other people think? I don't think it's a red card purely just because it's not a professional foul. I think that's the only mm. reason it's not a red card. No, and I, I think don't. that's why it got rescinded and changed to a yellow instead. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. that makes more sense. That makes more sense. What do you think, Sava? Yeah, right decision to change the uh, their decision. It's not a card. Okay, it's a uh, strong foul, and, but it, it, it's a yellow. It's it's uh, a little. I mean, it's not near of the of the area of uh, of the goalkeeper. So I think it's straight yellow, mm -hmm. yellow for mm -hmm. sure, but uh, not a red card. Yeah, mm. so we've got the, the two Carmiodisa goals as well. So Malone is fairly standard header from a corner, Paralimni defense nowhere near. And then again, uh, it's like kind of the one two between Malone and El Alucci. Very, very well, very well worked. Good finish, but again, the, the Paralimni defense kind of nowhere. Uh, yeah, Malone, Malone is that that's Malone again, isn't it? Malone, so he, yeah, conceded, yeah. he conceded both the penalties that Paralimni had. <laughs> um, so he could have been he could have been a villain uh, yep. yeah, but there, there you go the second penalty is not a mistake there and then yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Gadsa getting sent off for, for a clear elbow and he, didn't he give was it a second yellow did he give him yeah. a yellow and then <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah it was second yellow yes Perth. And 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 he's complaining as well. What are you complaining about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Imagine he he give an elbow and he's complaining like, oh, what did I do? Yellow. What look, do you see? Look at look at the camera. I didn't do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, imagine there's VAR too. I mean, okay, uh, he's going to see it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I, I, I think okay. it's something that happened last week as well. I said. We have cameras. They're going to look at the cameras. Don't do it. <laughs> but yeah. Sava, Gadsa joined from Anorthosi, didn't he? Was he from yeah. Anorthosi before? No. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Was he that aggressive at Anorthosi? Was he that kind of player? Uh, I don't think so. I'm trying to uh, to think or to remember if he received the red card in Anorthosi. And I'm um, not sure if he, if he received, but I tell you what happens. Uh, what's the difference? He was in a team like an orthosis. I mean, that was the team that most of the times, let's say, an orthosis wins the other teams and they keep ball, they were winning. In this kind of team, even if Carmiotis are win this time of, of game, uh, you have to, to do more things than actual actual player to to a big team i mean you have to mark you have to run you have to to score you are playing without um a kinetron i mean how the to have something to win okay you win a game but so that so you are playing and you don't have something to to run to run behind so you have some maybe more nerves let's say i don't know i think that's the reason because in orthosis i think he didn't receive a red card. Or if he received maybe one in two years, two and a half years. Lovely, lovely. Um, I want to talk about El Alucci because I think this is a very, very talented player. 
Um, and we've seen the type of goals that he scores. We can see his link-up play. He's a very intelligent player. Um, now, I think one day, one day, Garmiodesa will be a, a top six team because of the money that they have. But obviously, they keep changing coaches, so we, we know that's not a guarantee. But what do you two make of El Alucci so far since joining the club in January? Yes. Uh, so about Carmosa, I think in, uh, in terms of uh, yes, it's it's a, it's a it's a good team. I mean, it's go, uh, they score goals. They have good players. Eladuzi, Katsas, Plinarthosis, Duris, Zelaya. So they have many good players in front that they can play in uh, big teams. I mean, Zelaya, Eladuzi, can imagine them playing in Omonia, in Apoel, in Anorthosis. So they have very good players there. But they they never uh, make it to feel like a team. I am seeing many individual players, good players, but not a team. They never been a team. Maybe because of the, the many changes of the coach. I mean, they change five, six coaches. How many? They're on the sixth. They're on number six, six yeah. now. Uh, okay. <laughs> a coach comes. Two months, another coach. Two months. They are trying to to change things, to change players, to change psychology, to change tactics. To it's difficult to have. I mean, to have the same image in every match, every and every match. So I think this is the, this is the problem. It's not that it's a bad team, and uh, maybe next year we are going to see uh, better Kamiodisa, and maybe with better decision. Uh, as we speak about the coaches thing. Yeah, I, I, I think I'm I'm pretty much in agreement with that. They've got players like El Alucci who can see the trickery, the mastery that they have with the ball, the, the vision that they have. Like for instance, the, the, the goal the second goal they scored, you know, they won two with Maloney. So there's 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 definitely players like that there. I think um they're, they're a bit lacking in defence. And another thing that they have is they've got a lot of players I've mentioned before. I've called them OAPFC. I've talked about, you know, Huber Chan being 50 years old and Juris having... Uh, Juris is a very good player, but he's... Oh, careful what you say. Careful no, what you say bad. about this guy. It's my he's, friend, he's, yeah. No, no, no. I think he's nice. He's, he's yeah, a very yeah, good player, too, yeah. but, you know, he, he's had, he's had a very good career, hasn't he? Yeah, absolutely. And Garmiodis has a lot of players at the moment that are at that stage of their career. Yeah, um, absolutely. But they do have young play, younger players as well that they've brought in in January, you know, uh, uh, Lukili was very good in yeah. January and February. Um, yeah, uh, and a, a few other players like that. Um, Spoljaritz has uh, had two very good games with no blockout. You know, they've, so they've got they've got a team that they can build up on. They just need to just stay with a coach. Just. Just stability, give, give stability. Three, yeah. Don't give them two months, give them three months, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and don't stability, bring Safroni again. Leave yeah, Safroni out of the picture. <laughs> I agree with the word. They need the stability. I mean, every two yeah. months. What, what can you do? Even if your job in two months. Yeah. Nothing. You can't exactly. do anything. Can't yeah. do anything. And, and some clubs 
take more than three or four months just for the players to get used to each other. It's it's, it's difficult. It's crazy. But this is Cyprus, as they say. So, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Embrazi. Right, yeah. next so, game. Well, before oh, we do... Go on, go on, go on, go on. I had a bit... So, obviously, Garbiotisa have, like, six fans at the stadium. Uh, and they keep getting flares oh, out. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, all right. <laughs> oh, six. But, you know, <laughs> but, you know, there's there's a few people there. And they're, they're and these last two or three games, they've been getting the flares out. And somebody on Twitter had asked me to come up with a name for these ultras. So, um, kind you of... These guys. There you go. You're bringing up the picture there. There, there, there the picture. Is, uh, oh. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Yeah. Well, why not exactly? So a couple of a couple of things. Somebody could said Fodovolides boys, but I mean, if you're going to call them that, then you need to call every ultras of every team that. <laughs> yeah. um, so um, one was War Boys because obviously Bolemiskia, Bolemos. Right. Okay. Yeah. There you go. See. So. so Hit me up, Gadmir. I've got I've got ideas. Uh, the other one, <laughs> the other one is like the jokey one. Say other teams can call them. Is that obviously the team's named after uh, the, uh, the church in Bolemiska that's called Panagia uh, Garmiodisa. So, you know, the virgins. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, okay. Naughty, now. naughty. Oh, that's, that's a naughty one, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. yeah and I'm thinking, I'm, I'm thinking in the jokes of other fans making of them already. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, but <laughs> either way, for some reason, the Garmiodisa social media, um, uh, the, the people running the social media accounts, want to put proof up for the Cyprus FA to give them fines every week. <laughs> oh, mate. <Yeah. laughs> oh, there you go. I mean, they already owe 8,600 euros that they haven't paid yet because yeah. of the last digastiga uh, for their games against Olympiagos, Abuel and Aris. About, about the, about the pyro? No, 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 no. About uh, just in general. So oh, yeah. because because they haven't paid the fines for whatever they they had the fines for her previously, the the castiga then kind of at the end of the whole thing they, they yeah. kind of put how much they owe and if they don't pay it within fifteen days they get a three point deduction, and they've got three separate fines that they haven't paid. So if they don't pay the eight thousand six hundred euros by next week, they'll get a nine point deduction. Yes, uh, I, I think they will. They will pay. Oh, yeah. I don't know. There, there's a lot of team that that happen this thing. If you see the the castigi, yeah. the, the yeah. decisions, there are a lot of teams. Maybe now it's in a worse place, Karim Wilson, but it happens. I, I don't know why they didn't pay because at the end of the day they will pay. Hmm. But okay, <laughs> I mean it doesn't make sense because they are going to pay. It's not like yeah. they are not going to pay. So just pay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, because if they lose the nine points, then they will have something to play for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's not three oh, points, nine. Pay. Yeah, they because it's pay, three separate pay. fines that they haven't paid. 
Εντάξει, δεν πάει, δεν πάει. Δεν πάει, Καρμιό, τι αφάνε. Next season, you'll be wearing, holding a pyro next season, Brazil. Don't worry about it. Yeah, no problem. Are they right? Next game, Salamina beats Agrida Chloraga 4 1. Came from a goal behind. Gavri gave them the lead. Then Thiago equalized. Doragarai made it 2 1. And two goals in injury time from Gumuriz and Flori Tolmes gave Salamina a win. Uh, to kick off their Group B campaign. Uh, Thasso, this game had uh, a lot of incident. By I mean incident, I mean goals. Um, so I cut it down because for some reason the original highlights were like seven minutes. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was a comfortable win in the end for uh, Salamina, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, the kind of first half was very even and then kind of... This, the second goal went in for Nea Salamina and Agridas fell apart. They, they absolutely fell apart. I mean, Nea Salamina again, they've got very, very good players uh, in that team. Uh, but unlike the Garmiodis, unlike Gar- the discussion we had with Garmiodis, Salamina seem to be a team rather than individuals. So you have players like G- Chico Banza, um, Some uh, uh, Miguelito um, players like this who are very good at you know in the center of the park and out of the wings, uh, but they, they seem to have got something like they, they, they've got something that glues them together. And I think that's uh, one the stability of obviously having Busaidi is there since last season. And two, they've gone and uh, they've gone and been very shrewd in the transfer market because there's some mm-hmm. of these players, you know, they they were um, they weren't considered, I think, prior to this season. So players like Chico Panza, I think they bought him from they they brought him in from Tilodimbo, I think. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. So yeah. Uh, and uh, Malekid is a uh, uh, left back or right back? What is he's a defender uh, anyway? He's on loan yeah. from Abolona. And he's not played that much for Abolona. He's been there for three, four seasons. So it's just finding these players that maybe are out of favour with other teams or haven't had a look in. And and Bursaidis uh, is getting them performing to a level that you wouldn't necessarily consider them to be at, which is why they got really close to getting to the top six. Absolutely. And, and Sava, when Salamina got promoted... I was very happy for Bursa, the head coach, because I like him. I think he's a very progressive coach. And to get Salamina to where they are at the moment in the league, granted they're not in the top six, but they were very close to getting top six. I think that's a, a fantastic achievement in itself. And it leads me on to my next question. I think he'll be at a, big, at a bigger club next season. What do you think? Yes, I say I think it's another team for uh, Group B. I think... I think it's a team for Group A. It's a pity that they they lost this chance because in all the championship they play very good. Uh, I mean, they were very good defensively. Uh, uh, they have good play. They have Florian's that I like him as a center for Adoni, uh, the Chico, and Mike Spavayoano. I think it's the technical director. Every time he's in Nelson Amine, he's doing uh, the same thing. I mean, I think it's the one that fight Diago, Correa that plays in Anorthosis, uh, players that 
uh, go to a big teams and, and they play and they buy them for two, three thousand, and then they, they get ten thousand, twelve thousand. So they find they find players. They have some some young guys. Sergio uh, Kusuros came from Salamina. That's uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. So they are trying to beat every time, but it's difficult. Um, I spoke with Pusadis one time. I, we are a friend. We were speaking when I was in Austria and he was in Salamina, and he, he, he told me that you know the the most difficult part for us as Salamina is that. We make the players, we get the players, but it's very difficult to keep it in our team. So it's very difficult to, to build a team if every time a big team came by, that I think it will happen again. And by your best player, every time you're building a team and every time, and I think this was the chance for Nessa Lamina to, to be in the top six, and I'm not sure if the team will be uh, so good or, or as good as uh, this year, the next year, because because there are chance the the guys from Pafo, Saris, Kamnodisa that have the money, they didn't um, make the team they want at this time, or they are not in the level with the money they put on the teams. And if you see Niasalamina and the money they they have, their budget. You can see that uh, they work more as a team. Sometimes, as we tell, uh, money don't uh, play football. So it's a very good team, yes, because of the same thing. And because they are trying to make a team with players that some young guys, some guys that Malekiris, uh, they, they, he doesn't play in uh, Apollo, so they get it. Adoni, they, they get them from Ethnic Wars that relegated. Marcas and Diaco that it's not in the level to play for Omonia, for Reich, but for Salamina it's a perfect fit. So mm. they are trying with what they know and how difficult it is to be the team under this uh, the domena to have a team that every year could play in the same level. It's very difficult for them. Yeah. And what about Bursa then? Because we have been, well, I, me in particular, I know Thasso is a Bursa fan, but me in particular, I've, I've been very impressed with how he's, because look, he was at Aboel, he was sacked after a few games, obviously Sofroni came in and I think they was treated a little bit unfairly at Aboel. I think I personally believe a lot of players were signed that he didn't particularly want. So for him to go to Salamina and get them promoted and play some very good football. I mean, we joke, we say Bursabul. You know, some of the goals that they scored this season have been incredible. The, the one-touch passing, the, the counter-attacking football, it's been very good to watch. But I still think he's got a, a, a different level. He can he can coach at a bigger club. That's what I believe, anyway. Yes. Uh, you know, I think what happened in Abuel is it's a, they entered him well, but, you know, he, he know that he was going to Abuel in some of their wars period, for example. So he know that, uh, okay, now I'm going to Abuel. I risk it because the team is not so good as it is now. And Abuel, uh, they never risk. I mean, they get Milojevic for 5,000 per month, maybe like Sofroni. So they, they pay a lot to, go, to have a coach. And they were in a period that the team... Okay, needs something a little more. I mean, in kind in 
of money, Bursa, it wasn't the coach as it is maybe today, a year ago, maybe now it's even better as a coach. So he, he risked with his choice to go in Abuel. And the risk didn't go well at all, but he didn't have the chances. I think he know he know that he won't have uh, many chances to be in Abuel and he have to to give the best, but I think he could get another one chance in a, in a big team. You see, so front. I mean, he get from uh, Apoel to Garnwells, and now he's Omonia. So I think something like this will happen with Prosadis, and he will have his second chance in a big team, and now this time he will be more uh, Orimos Posferiga. I don't know the word in English. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the thing is, you, you said that Bursa uh, took over Abuel when they were at a, a difficult point. They had Mick McCarthy as head coach. It doesn't get much lower than that, really. So, <laughs> I'm sorry, Mick. I just don't like you. I'm sorry. Um, anyway, <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, anyway, so also, I agree that's a going down. I mean, we, we're, we're all in agreement. There. I agree that I finished. That's it. Yeah. We're, we're done yeah. out here. Your, your favourite goalkeeper, Akos Onodi, didn't play again. So, <sighs> Give him a chance, man. I mean, what have <laughs> you got to lose? <laughs> well, they're not losing anything. Well, they're losing oh. a lot at the moment. So, well, yeah, yeah, at the moment. So. You know, they conceded nine <laughs> goals in the last two games. Play another goalkeeper. <laughs> to see. Yeah, but... <laughs> yeah, he keeps getting nominated for like your best save of the match. Game. Yeah, well, it's all well good <laughs> saving one. Oh, no, it's all well good saving one. What about the other four? So the vida soon now. So the vida soon now. It's getting. No, it's true. I I didn't think it like this. Yeah, it's true. They give the best save. Okay, I hmm. make a best save, but I concede four. Exactly. <laughs> But anyway, <laughs> anyway, 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 let's anyway, let's move on. Anyway, Hadir, next game. Olympia goes beats uh, Jan Nevsky's, um, I was going to say Sean Dyche for a second. Sean Dyche's is <laughs> 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 um, with the winner for Olympia goes. Um, our friend Joel Mal pulling off a fantastic save. Um, look at that. One hand. Oh, one yeah. Well done. Mate. Fantastic save. But um, Esselink scored the winner. Guy that's been on loan from all season. Um, Sava, what do you make of Olympiagos under Sergidis? I think they've improved clearly. Um, do you think they'll stay up? Yes, uh, but what they, uh, what we see from Olympiagos the last, I think, eight games, because I watched, uh, you can imagine, the too much Akisanortos in Cup. The, the last months after the uh, the moves they make in uh, January with, with the players they came. And uh, if you see me in the midfield, I think they didn't concede some goals. I think they concede one goal every game in the last eight matches. I mean, mm. uh, one from Arthosis in the in the cup in Macario, one in Andres Pavadopoulos, now against Ael, before they have another two or three matches. So uh, the one thing that Sergidis did, and I think he he said it in some of uh, after the game on uh, some press conference that uh, he was trying to to make some change in the defense. 
so they don't concede some goals and then maybe try to score some goals and that's what we are seeing from Olympia goals. I mean, it, it's amazing the, the excelixy the last maybe seven, eight game from Olympia goals to what we see before January or early in January. It's interesting to see if they are going to, to make it because they are playing in the the semi-finals of the cup. They are winning AL uh, in a Famila Stadium. So imagine if Olympiacos was some other other teams, a big team. Everyone will write about it. Uh, you win in Sirio against a team that it's uh, AL, don't concede so many goals, and you're in the semi-finals. Uh, what else would you ask for a team if you're with Olympiacos? Of course, of course. And Ayel, we've been talking about how good they've been defensively all season. Well, should I say when Janewski took over? Because at the beginning, they were dog shit. But um, I think only uh, Abuel, in the first 26 games, only Abuel had a better defensive record than Ayel. But their main problem was scoring goals. Miralas wasn't scoring as many. Kataniklic wasn't scoring as many. Berahina wasn't scoring as many. So they were relying a lot on players like Casa and maybe Chibola to, to help them. But I think they're a team that are improving. But if they do invest more in the summer, which I'm guessing they will, do you think if they bring more attacking players, they won't be as good defensively? Because we know that... Uh, what's the central central defender's name? The Ukrainian fella. What's his name? Bilova. Ah, Bilova. He might go back to Dinamo Kiev. And I don't know if uh, Muri, um, Muriel is going to be in goal because obviously the, the Portuguese fella is in goal now. Or Spanish guy. I forget his name. He's... Spanish, Portuguese, I can't Miguel remember. Oliveira. Um, Portuguese, I'm guessing. Yes, Portuguese, yeah. 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 Uh, so, Bodail, the first thing is that uh, I love Janewski with the tactics and the way he's playing. I mean, I see him in Olympia goals. We see him, how he changed Ael and defensively. I mean, it's amazing the, uh, how good Ael become from the first game to the games that Janewski get, but okay, if you don't score, um, a best thing will happen, you will have a draw, or yeah, don't lose, So, but you have to win some match. But I'll tell you, some, tell you something, I'll, as I remember it, it's like this, I mean, even with Kerkes, strong team, defensively, but they always have problem uh, uh, at the attack, they always have this problem. They have they beat uh, strong teams defensively in midfield. Uh, it's it's not easy for a team to to win them, but they struggle at, at, at the attack. They always have this problem. And I think this is why you have to pay more money to buy a good center for than uh, maybe a, a defender or a midfield that you can find one. Uh, you can get us alone, but if a center for it's good, it's a little bit difficult to find him without pay a lot of money. Now, I remember a couple of years ago they had Ryan Maier and he's gone to uh Ferenc Varos, but um, that was a that was a very strong team that Ireland team that almost won the league. If it weren't for Vozinho making that stupid mistake against Bisesvar, they would have had a, a strong chance. But I remember they had Maier, they had um Manu Torres, they had who else did they have? Uh, Cito Riera, it was a good team that Ayl team, but yeah. then obviously 
they dismantled it and started again. And then they obviously had problems with Bebe, they had problems with um, Silas, etc., etc. And here they are now. But I think Yanesky is a very good coach. But maybe, maybe fans expect more because IL are a historical club in Cyprus. They should be in the top six, I believe, anyway. Death. Yeah. Well, listen. I at the beginning of the season, I've made I've made it very well known that I made the big mistake of saying that they were going to come top because they signed, like we said, the forward players. You know, Miralas. You had uh, click Have I said it right now this time? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. 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 <laughs> okay. Good. Uh, and uh, you know, quite quite a few attacking players that on paper seemed very exciting. And again, talking about Ayers' defensive capabilities, they they needed kind of that upgrade to the strike force. Uh, and thinking that these these are players that are going to deliver for them, I. I went out and said, you know what? They could win this. But along with obviously kind of the 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 drop in form of these, I mean, some of these are superstar players. You know, Miralas played for Belgium, he's played in the Premier League, he's he's played well in the Premier League as well. It's not just he didn't just show up and Berahino the same. You know, these players are of a certain quality. Uh, but along with, I don't know, whatever like mentality issues that there seem to be with their forward line, they've also been as well for the last six months, just constantly injury crisis after injury crisis after injury crisis, players in and out of the team because of uh, just injuries. Chibola was out for for two months. You had uh, Miralas has been in and out because of fitness issues. Berahino has been in and out. It's been It's been crazy. Is and I think that's what's I think that's what uh, what has happened. And financially, unless they get the new investor that they that they want, I don't think they'll be able to invest as heavily as they have done. Um, I, I have a little update about the alleged Saudi takeover. Um, I spoke to someone um, that. I can't say who, but someone that is pretty well connected to a company. I'm not going to go into that. But they said to me, when I asked them about the, the potential takeover, their exact words were, bullshit. <laughs> so I, I, I don't think that's going to happen because I, I trust this person's uh, judgment <laughs> and then what they know and who they know. So, yes, bullshit. But I, I am guessing that there's going to be a change in presidency in the summer. That's what I know anyway. Because I mean, again, I keep going back to the finance, the, the financial, the accounting that they submitted for for last season, and you know they're very far in the minus, and that's before all the investment that they put in in the summer as well. So, they I think they're in a very difficult place right now. To be honest, I think that's the case for most teams. In all fairness, in Cyprus, I think unless you're Buff or Aris. Um, you're pretty much in the shit, to quote um, Mr. Munoz. <laughs> speaking of which, yeah. speaking of which, let's talk about your team, Sava. Um, Anorthosi, which you host the podcast. You didn't mention the Anorthosi podcast, by the way. I'll let you do that first. 
Yeah, I, I forget to mention it to be honest. Yeah, you are right. You are right. So we are doing uh, the the blue zone podcast. Uh, you know, uh, I think podcast I'm bored because uh, the things happen. Not not good things. <laughs> I, I yeah. I mean, if uh, the if the things it it's good, you are saying the same things as anyone else, and everyone is is happy. But they they are seeing they watch us more people when an orthodox does or we are speaking about the the board the, all this stuff because you know they, they want to to learn what what happened because something doesn't make change, sense sorry mm-hmm. and so we're trying to to find the way we're speaking with people we're speaking with the board we're speaking with uh, players sometimes so we're trying to make uh, a resume to see why is that what what happened how we can uh, be better in, in this because it's a shit year in no sense for for anorthosis i mean they make everything everything wrong uh, have a discussion uh, today again they start the previous year this month uh, it was march that uh, the the site wrote about larku that will came as a technical director uh, they ask Kespaya in the press conference, do you know Do you know it? Uh, how are you going to work with him? So when the team was trying to achieve their target to be in Europe or in the Cup, things start to happen and they move a little big the Sorobia the, that uh, was there until that time. So Larko come to see which players will do for him. Then they try to, uh, they said to Gaspaya, okay, we want you, but with not your technical team. That they know that Gaspaya never did this. So they start bad from the beginning of building the new year. So new year come. Everyone uh, waited to be better than the previous, in all sense, the coach, in the players, uh, in all this stuff. And you go and you bring, and you are seeing now, not one player that could play for an orthodox. Not one. No, no, I, I don't, not three or four. They were wrong in all the players. They were, they, there's no one player that could play if they have a, if they didn't have a symbol for two years that could make it to a team that wants to... I will ask you, uh, do you want any player of an orthodox? Expect the guys that came in January that could play in, in Omonia? Just name me one. Uh, Punchin. I'll take Jason Punchin. You would I'll take, take him? him yeah, 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 I would. At the beginning of last season, even, even now, I'll take him because he's got the experience and the leadership. And with Omonia right now, the club lacks leaders. And this is a conversation I had with Jordi Gomez. You know, the, the club has lacked leadership since when Berg, even before Berg left. And with Jason Punchin being playing for, you know, Crystal Palace playing in FA Cup finals, knowing Cyprus. So it's not that Endelia Xenos, he's not someone that doesn't know the Brathlima, doesn't know how it works. Him being there, at least to, to be there to to be an influence to the younger players who need to look up to him. Because I look at Omonia's midfield, for example, apart from Bashiru, 
I can't think of any central midfielder that the likes of Humbo or maybe Loiza can look up to and think, ah, you know, this guy has played at a higher bibbit or a higher level, you know? Okay, you can say mix, but mix doesn't seem like a leader to me, you know? Gusu, all right, Gusu has had injury problems. I can't expect him to be the, the same Gusu, you know? But I, I look at the squad, they're all, you know? So punching, I will definitely take. Yes, Kiko, yeah. I love I love Kiko. I love Kiko. Um, but he was unlucky because when he joined Omonia, Lesiax was one the best left back in the league. But yeah. now Lesiax is is downhill. Yes, I tell you, Kiko give uh, whatever he can when he plays. Even mm. and Pancho, the team in the midfield, it was a little bit different than in Pavos, but. Larko didn't bring any of this one. Milan did bring. Uh, it was it was a choice of Ketspayan before he left. Uh, and Bralinze and Kiko and and Panchon. He wanted even Ketspayan wanted him. Then Milan did bring him because he have it in in Papo. So Larko, yeah. it, it, it's not even uh, Kiko or. Pancho needs to know no one it was his choice. So he bring 10 players with with a big contract, right? I mean, mm. uh, I think uh, Waris get up to 30,000 per month. Uh, 27,000. Thassel loves Waris. Thassel yeah. loves Waris. <laughs> Waris is Thassel's better. <laughs> Ninga, 27,000. My God. I, and they score one goal, three goals. Waris has won. That was the, yeah, the, 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 this, the this 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 one. He scored. Yeah, against Doxa. I, I couldn't believe it that he scored. Ah, yeah, no. Listen, I I spent the last I spent however long we've been doing this podcast just Waris Egris had on. and I, I was like, if Waris scores this season, I will get up and dance. And. Uh, <laughs> Yes. Yeah. So he did it. I, unbelievable. I was shocked. Like he I lost chance in every possible way. Yeah, I know. I know. There's there's so many clips of me being like, "What? What is he doing here?" <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's it's. Uh, but I mean, the chance he took today. I mean, we'll look at the highlights. But the chance he took uh, this match day. Is he took it very well as well? So maybe, maybe he needed to be out of the team. Maybe he needed to be. Oh, what that like? Obviously, he's earning too much to be out of the team. But psychologically, maybe he needed that. Yeah. Obviously, they just decided to do that too late. No, what I, what I believe it's the players that they came. It's not that okay. It's not that they they are all. Rubbish on on anything, but the difference is when you are playing in a big team, it's about personality. You know, this time we played against Olympiacos. We didn't see any players to. They, they were hiding behind the players of Olympiacos. They didn't get the the ball to help the game to build up. So it's a lack of personality. Now you don't have pressure. You play against Doxa. Mm -hmm. Every player, it's good. Let's see you how you play with pressure in a too much 
that an orthodox play with pressure. Uh, no, no one player maybe expect Artimatas that he was playing defender and he was trying to beat up the game, that it's not his job to do that. But he's a player with, I think, a, uh, a personality and a leadership. Um, but there's a lack of this in Anortos. And this was clear in the match against Olympiacos with pressure. All the other games against Omonia, against Pafos, against Nea Salamina, in the championship against Doxa, every player was good. So what happened in the two match? I mean, it, before you, you win against Pafos, even against Salamina, and now you, you, win, you win Doxa in the second half, the team was very good. But two games with pressure, lack of leadership and personality. Philip, when um, Laku got the job as sporting director or technical director, whichever, whichever role it was, I didn't think it was going to work with Ketspire because they're two big egos, two very big egos. And we know about Laku at Omonia. We know what happened there. We're not going to go into the personal things. Um, and Ketspire is obviously... He's a crazy guy. We've seen him on the touchline. We've seen how he treated Gacharava. You know, his godson. Um, but when I saw Anorthosi last season with Delatic on one side and Varda on the other, and then obviously he had problems up front because Lafferty wasn't scoring. Gacharava scored one or two. Uh, you had Novotny coming January. But then you had some good players. I think, was it Popovich? Was Popovich there at the yeah, time? Yes, but Popovich. Okay. He, uh, he wasn't as good as the... Uh, as He's supposed to, to be, but as you said, yes, in front it was Lazarus, have eight assists, maybe six goals, Warta with seven assists, uh, Deledis, that's going great uh, this season to, to Greece. There were some good players, and the last season the problem was, uh, was the goal. But there were some bad choices that mm. you can count it in your one hand. Then this season you, can, you, you need more than two hands to count it. Mm. Now, I know this is going to be a, a, a question that you've spoken about to your colleagues on, on the, the podcast, but we've discussed Anorthos' problems off the field with Bulaidi and all the other stuff that's been happening. I know it would be a, a long answer for you to give if I asked you what is actually going on, but we've, as I said, we've discussed it on numerous occasions, but... Can this problem be resolved at Anorthosy? Do you think Sandis is going to make a big difference? Okay, Every, everything in football, as you know, it depends of the, of the of the money. Let's say, I'll try to answer it as uh, with not saying so much and talk for so many hours. Oh, take your time. Honestly, we have time for that. <laughs> I'm worried about you. <laughs> no, no, I, I will try to be as more specific. Uh, to be to, to to say it better. So if you if, if you have an organization, okay, that needs, uh, I think every year needs like five million dollars or six. Uh, you have to for to have a good team in Cyprus. You need, I think, seven to eight million. Uh, so if you put every year uh, one million, uh, less than one million. And the Paphos camp, 
Omonia going Champions League, in Europa League, Apollonas goes to Europa League, I goes to Europa League, and they put more money to you. They go up, 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 and you, you stay here. You don't go anywhere. You don't go down. You don't go up. But some organization, even football or in everything in your life, you have some organization put money on it. Some organization just put money to, to stay there. They don't, they have, they get a social media manager or a marketing. You keep a social media to give them $200. I don't want to, to give some more. So football change. Teams getting better. Uh, teams puts more money than you. Uh, okay, you are a big team. You have fans. Um, most fans with Omonia and Apoel. Uh, they are follow you everywhere, but you have to make first a very good team. And you have to append this some, some money to make some uh, good team. And as we said about coaches, not change the people that you choose I mean, you choose the guys that uh, will decide about what which players will come, uh, uh, the the coaches or the technical director that you said that Tony Bisteves as no one. So if you make wrong choices for a period of ten years, you have asked to yourself, maybe it's not all these choices, but maybe it's something else. I mean, you can't say it's all bad, they are not good, or I don't know about football. Okay, in your other jobs, you didn't know. I mean, it's okay to say it in the one, two, first year, but you can't say that everyone is bad in a period of 10 years and that you don't know for, for football. football. And the two times that an orthosis get to achieve something, it was without Pulaitis in the board. It was with Andreas Pandeli. Let's not say anything else about him, but he made it with uh, Levy with two millions, uh, three millions uh, budget. It was amazing achievement with this budget. And with Kispaya. That was Hambulas on the board. Even if I disagree with some of, uh, with some of his saying, you can see that when Pulaitis was out of the board and he was back just as a Penditis or Mahomedohos, the team were going better. So uh, we are saying again and again in the, in the podcast that sometimes you have to ask yourself, maybe it's better to to just give the money and don't design and let other people that know better than you. But some sometimes it's even about ego, you know. Uh, I want me as Pulaidis or as Sabas put the money and have some other to get the dogs and the, you know, it's, it's more about ego sometimes. It's not only about seeing something, achieving something without you being there. Uh, I mean, if you if you see the the last the last year when we won the cup, when you, when a team won the cup, who keep the cup? The players and the captain. And you see Hambulas and Pulaitis trying to keep the cup to win the cup with the with the captain. I I don't remember to see the, this again. It was a very funny thing. <laughs> Leave the players to 
to enjoy the, their time. Okay, yeah. you put them and get the, they get the cup, get a picture. Not at the time that you give the cup and it's their moment. It's their moment, it's not yours. Even if you put them on, everyone have their moment. Yeah. So, and, and, yeah, it I remember that the, season. It seems to be the opposite of what we were talking about with Aris last, last podcast. We were talking about the guy behind Aris. He's, he puts he, he's put the money down, but he's very much in the background. He keeps quiet. He lets he lets the football people do the football, and he just sits back and uh, and lets lets things happen. He just puts the money in. And if they didn't do the job, call them and tell them why. Yeah. Why is that? Why is the other? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so so yeah, there's definitely. The, the, the complete opposite of of, of what he's uh, of, of what he's doing there so that, that that makes sense I think with what we've been talking about with other clubs as well yeah do you have a, another question about um Munoz by the way Faso because I know that was well, on your list <laughs> well I mean for me Munoz was brought in uh so and then obviously Bulaidis came out again defending Munoz saying that you know uh, we brought Munoz in, we believe in Munoz, and then what? Like uh, two two weeks later, he was out the door. So it's like where where the fans, kind of the decision, like where the fans unhappy with the way Munoz was putting the team forward, or was it from? Fan pressure that that uh, Munoz ended up leaving, or was that just uh, again another decision by Bulaidis? Yes, I tell you, I, I like Munoz as a coach, even as a as a person. Uh, I met him in the press conference, and I write about him that uh, he leaves a good and position. The uh, on, as the reported, he came to say hi to every one of us to ask us something. So. And I see people with ambition in his mind. He uh, he want to to achieve things, but again he came in a periodic period for for an orthologist in all sense, not only in the uh, terms of team to make a team better, but I see that his uh, gymnastics and his team they were doing some good work, but. The pre-preparation was so bad in every terms that they they couldn't make so many things better in the terms of to to have more uh, androhes to to press more hike that he won. So he wants some things in his tactics that he couldn't make it better because of the preparation. The what happens and this brought injuries and he didn't make it I think to only he plays only with Tejera because a little uh, some days after they they sacked him the other players that choose with Prieto was bring on and they helped the team but I think the choice wasn't so much because of the of the fans wanted it was more because they wanted to try things to shock and show the fans that they were doing something. They sacked Milans. Then they bring the coach that the technical or the football director, whatever you want it, choose. 
And one week later, you sack football director that he chose the coach and you um, Mr. So after two, three weeks, some results don't come uh, as you want and everyone uh, was on Pulaidis, the fans. You have to leave uh, at the end of the season. We don't want you anymore. Sacked another one. So this is the problem. So every two, three weeks, some other Lazarus, Huarta, uh, everyone, everyone was a problem. Why? Because we have to find a problem. I don't know what's the what's the English word. It's podombieos tragos in Greek. Some something to put the. Uh, it's a passing the buck, pointing the finger. Yeah, yeah. So we have to find someone uh, for what Anortos is uh, going on. And yes, because I I learned I heard about how how he works, uh, how ambitious he was as a coach. It was a pity that he didn't have. Uh, the chance to work, but I believe that if he come in an orthosis in to make the preparation and choose the players he want, the the things will be different. But unfortunately, how the things were in an orthosis and how's the lack of a of a coach that it's it's the face that they are pointing their finger on. That what happens with Munoz uh, rather than. He wasn't a good coach, or the fans wanted him to to leave. Yeah, well, I, I think I think that's what we were thinking when we discussed it. That's what we uh, said anyway, wasn't it? We said it was a smokescreen. Obviously, I like, kind of look over here. Don't look at this hand. Look at this one. So, uh, exactly. yeah, it, it it was it was what we talked about uh, before as well. Um, more more oh. drama more drama than camping that show on alpha more drama than camping <laughs> yes. oh, but we we can make a a netflix series about our no because I, I mean so there's obviously the, the you know we mentioned warda very very briefly there there's obviously the there was a video that came out a few months back of him talking to the fans uh and kind of uh, shouting at a fan saying that then he said anorthosis. Yeah, I'm, I'm, more, I'm more anorthosis than you. Yeah, and uh, and saying that Bafos and Aris have got more money, but I don't go to Bafos or Aris. And then a fan, your dear Bishop Mili says to Apollonare. Why did you go speak to Abolona then? And uh, Warta says, I didn't speak to Abolona. But then lo and behold, <laughs> six weeks later, oh God. signed the Bar piece the of vision. paper. Yeah. Vision. It, it, it was the, the thing with Warta, it was another wrong in the how they heuristican from the beginning, mm. uh, from the summer. No, not this time. Not this time. The, from the summer because he wasn't finding any team with the money he wanted. He he went to the teams and with their, his manager and was trying to find a team. But at the same time, he post stories. Uh, the fans was uh, put pressure on the on the board. Get him. He was one of our best player. But okay, the 
them board. They don't work with stories and what they're saying, but with the, what the contract saying. So he, they make the, they make him a proposal, but he wasn't happy with it. So he was trying to with with the fans to put pressure, and that was another one drama for one one and a half month and maybe a lot. If Warta is going to sign in orthosis or not, imagine a whole team to discuss about one player. At the end of the day, uh, if this player sign and don't score 10 goals, that he didn't even score, I think, two or three goals, what will happen? And that's what happened. Uh, to be honest, it's a good uh, mathema for for the fans that uh, it's a it's a very little player that care about the the shirt and the and the emblem and the one thing that matters the most is what the contract is writing on. Mm-hmm. He, do- he doesn't care about other things as well, like going to nightclubs and getting up to mischief. But I'm not going to go into that. If I speak, I'll be in big trouble. Yeah. <laughs> Mourinho said. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, yeah. We're we're going we're going a bit long. I I I do have one more question though. So, kind of like looking to the future. So, Sandis uh, came out last week after a meeting with Bulaidis and said that the club needs to find four and a half million euros till the to uh to finish the season. Yes. Um. So. I think we discussed it here. The we think that it's Budlaid is basically holding the club to ransom to try and take back some of the money that he'd invested in the club. But obviously, again, we're sat outside, we don't really see what's going on around there. Kind of financially, is is the club safe? Is there is is there is there something that worries you with regards to how the how the club goes forward or um is is it just kind of negotiations and they're just doing the negotiations out yes. loud for people to see uh, uh, to be honest you know, this time i have a lot of questions uh, too about what's going to happen i speak uh, to Gerkida with have an interview with uh, uh sandis and i ask him about it, uh, what they will do if Pulaidis don't put the money that he was posthetic to uh, to put when he uh, he write uh, he write that I will leave and I will arrange all the all the things that I have to pay. But uh, the last days we heard that it's not going to pay. It's going to pay the one fourth of of this that I have to pay. So I ask him, what are you going to do? And I think maybe uh, without knowing, I'm making um, that he said it because he wants to put some pressure to to Bulaidis to the negotiations that they they will have another meeting on on Saturday. But I asked him too. Okay, and what happens if he don't have this money? He told me that we we have the ways that he didn't mention me which ways it's this to try to find this money but I'm uh, Monsieur Doxos that will find 
the solution at first with pool ladies and we will find the so maybe there are some things that i didn't even know even i i speak with them what happens in the back backstage behind the the certains so i tell him that the only thing i know is that you have to find a solution until the end of the match before because everything is running even the the transfer market Priet went to Spain to find players and he I taught him how did he go to Spain um, by by the time that there's no solution in the the board thing he told me I miss Yodoxos we'll find a solution and Prieto have to run to find the players he won what players we won so another move that maybe put pressure because to to tell the football director what to look for in which places and with the next year programmatismo it say a lot of things maybe we will see it will be an interesting <laughs> month for an orthodox for another one time but uh, it's good question that we are wait uh, from sandy simple ladies to answer the in the next weeks until the end of the march we suppose we are going to have even even the economic uh, part or even in the to change the dictosiagon idioctisias that they we are speaking about about Pulaidis live and uh, sell his medojes that the thing we don't know we don't know how much he will sell them and to which he will send them. <laughs> it's another one thing we have to answer. Uh, watch this space. <laughs> watch this space. Stay tuned, boys and girls. Yeah, the adventure is not done yet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, I, I, every time it's it's amazing with the rep, mm. the reportage of of an orthodox. I'm not getting even bored. Never. Even if an orthodox doesn't have to win anything in this year, they well, they find things to. So we can speak about. about. There you go. There you go. Okay, so let's move on to C against Doxa at the weekend. Anorthosi winning by three goals to one. They went a goal behind. um, And Anne scored the goal after nine minutes. I don't know what was happening there, but obviously this has been happening to Anorthosi all season defensively. And uh, Loria left stranded. I don't know, again, the strike again in behind the two centre-backs is disgusting. Loria come running out. uh, again. Loria, man. Fucking head loss, as they say, but it all changed in the second half. Tejero scored a, a penalty, which was retaken thanks to encroachment by not only uh Voxa players but obviously players was retaken. Varis made it 2 1, which is uh, as we said, is uh, uh, Fasso's favorite player at the moment. And uh, <laughs> Helda Ferreira made it three, uh, with uh, three minutes until the end of the game. Incidentally, there was a red card. Abdullahi of uh, Roxa was sent off uh, for a challenge in the box. And um, yeah, Savag, I guess you're happy with the victory, although Group B filler, I mean, I know how you feel because I had it last season with Omoni. It's not particularly great, especially when you don't have anything else to play for, like the Gibbler, like we did. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Uh, hmm. I don't know about the match. Okay, you don't have so many things to say. Roxa was very good at the first half. Very bad defensively there in their goal. And in in mm-hmm. every way, how the pass passed by, how Loria uh, 
I don't, I don't know what she was trying to think there with two defenders run against the player of Doxa. Okay, second half, the team were better. Doxa considered card. And at the end of the day, one win without something to, uh, to be happy about it. But uh, fans, what they want for their team is just to win as more much as they can. I don't know about how easy it's for the players or the coach to find Kinitro for these matches. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was trying to ask some players on, or athletes that h- how you find the, the Kinitro to, to, to play in this match. Mm-hmm. And whatever they are saying, I play for the fans, I play for the history, it's hard. It's very difficult when you are a big team that always try to win things to play under these circumstances. I mean, it's uh, you're just playing to play, nothing else. And it's, it's difficult for everyone, but they have to do it. They pay a lot of more than us, and <laughs> they have to, to play these games until the end of the championship and win as uh, more as they can. And maybe some... Cypriot players uh, to see them playing, to to win them for the ne- for the next year because most of the of the other guys I think they will be Parerthon from the from the team maybe five seven eight mm-hmm. I don't know how many players we are going to leave in December. Sava, um, what do you think Vesco said at half time to the players because first half it was all Doxa. And obviously, second half, it took the, the red card for Anorthosi to get back into the game. But it, they seemed more aggressive on the ball, better, quicker. Do you think the team talk was like, Ade, you know, we've got nothing to lose here. Just go for it. Yeah, maybe he, he told us about that. Why so many pressure on your feet? I mean, okay, whatever happened will happen. He makes some change too. I mean, he put Christophe, uh, he makes some changes in the start of the second half, I think. Uh, so they had two, and uh, Doxa maybe they were tired because they couldn't um, uh, continue to play as they play in the in the first half. So with the changes, with Doxa couldn't play in the same studio rhythm, uh, all this helped Anorthosis to to win the game, and I think they know that. They have to win in, in your home against Doxa, your orthosis. There's no other result. And maybe now Vesco, the good thing is he knows uh, who, uh, which players, players they can play this kind of games. Even without interest, they can give something to the team. Even, even Ferreira, even uh, Waris. Maybe Waris, he wants to, uh, to play because he wants to... Uh, get a transfer to to another team uh, the other year. If he scores now five goals, you never know what will, what will happen. I mean, <laughs> every, everyone maybe he will have some some other things. Some want to play because he loves to playing. Some he won't because he wants to see his better get uh, better. Someone maybe maybe they have bonus on their contract if you score a goal. If you don't consider a goal. So all these things uh, in this kind of games, in this kind of situation that Australia is, are playing their roles. So, uh, I mean, Vesco, he was put in temporary charge. 
I don't think he's been made permanent yet, has he? He's not been made the the permanent coach yet, has he? Yes. So I I lost you, so I didn't hear your question. Oh, okay, yeah. So 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 Vesko Mihailovic at the moment. So he was brought in temporarily. Yes. Has he been made permanent yet? Because I think he's lasted longer than both the other managers before him now. So is he is he a permanent coach now, or is he still only temporary at the moment? Yes, the, in anorthosis they answer the question in the same way that make me think that it's a temporary solution without having information about that. I have this embarrassment from how they answer the question. I mean, they are answering, are, uh, are you going to continue the next years with Vesco as a coach? Okay, this time we have Vesco, and the next year we will see what happens. So, you know, this kind of answer, because I was in, in this place as a press officer, make me think that this is a temporary solution because, okay, who are you going to, to bring in this kind of time? You have Vesco, that is a technical director in academies and now coach. I think he doesn't get as many as any coach will come now and he will ask. And we go with Vesco until the end of the year. And uh, then we find the coach that will be uh, the new anorthosis. I think I know what why they're doing this, because if they make Vesco permanent manager and they decide to bring someone else, they need to pay him out the rest of his contract because he's still contracted as a youth coach. Isn't he under under 16 or under 17 coach? It's it's the technical director of the whole academy. For the, ah, okay. Okay. Yeah. So kind of like when uh, Salgado took the Buffalo job for a bit, it was a temporary job, but he's still part of the club because he's contracted to that job title. If they change the job title, then they change his pay, they change his contractual obligations and then if they do decide to bring in a new manager he can get his old job back but they need to go through the legalities and the, the so it's I'm, I understand why they're doing it which is why I think they're, they're keeping him here because maybe they thought okay we, we stick with Vesco and hopefully he can make top six if he doesn't maybe we can have a cup run if he doesn't then at least he can stabilize the squad but I, I just think it's, it's time they need to look for another coach, obviously get him ready for, for the, the summer. I don't know. I don't know what, what the plans are. I don't think anyone knows, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't think so, even that they 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 decide. But Anorto is uh, half time. But as I am saying a lot of times, time is good when you know how to acknowledge this right, with the right way. Not just to know that you have time because Okay. Yeah, of course. Well, we're in March now, April, May, June, July, August. So five months to try and fix as much as they yeah. can. Like, there, there is time. There yeah, is it's time. Not, it's, it's not like the, any player will come in the next yeah. two months knowing that the preparation will start in July mm. to do what? Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Anyway, let's move on to another game. Which one shall we go with? Let's go with the Derby. Oh, crying out loud. <laughs> every time, every time, every time 
Omonia against Upwell. Um, Faso, listen, I don't want to talk too much about this game myself because obviously I've done a podcast on this. The only thing I'm glad is that we didn't lose this game because our record against mm. them is fucking shambolic. But there was a lot that happened in this game. We had Crespo scoring for uh, Aboel. We had Gagoli having a goal disallowed, rightly so, in my opinion. I think it was a good decision from the referee. There was the handball decision, which, again, I'm still not sure if it was a penalty, if it was not a penalty. We had Aboel having a goal disallowed, which I don't know whether that was offside or whether it wasn't offside, or a, a foul on Banayodo. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. And then, obviously, uh, Loza's offside, which is five five miles offside and, and Pana scoring the goal with four minutes ago. Thanks to an assist from for the Babuli. Um, I'm going to leave this one to you and Sava Thasso. I'll let you two discuss mm. this because I'm tired of talking about this game. And honestly, it's just like, oh, fucking hell. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, listen, uh, you know, these, these, these games are always a bit hectic, aren't they? There's always something going on to discuss you know there's this this is a push you know he, he has he has a couple of bites of the cherry there um the me what i'm worried about on Abuel's side so there's there's this crisper scoring the 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 corner um Uzoho was complaining it, for a foul though did you see that it, it, i i think he was complaining for handball it looks like he was he's, i think he was saying that he was being pulled yeah, maybe something. Like uh, uh, okay, uh, I thought I thought maybe he was saying that Crespo had handballed it, but he he ball balled it. He scored. No, <laughs> he no, his, his his back was turned, so he didn't see that. But yeah. I think he was complaining about being pulled. But anyway, maybe, maybe. carry on, uh, carry but, on. My bad. My yeah. bad. No, uh, the the kind of so here, right? Are are Ammonia fans not happy with Uzoho or something? Because there's all those plastic cups. That, uh, oh, yeah, they threw it. They threw it at Gvili Diamond. Or... <laughs> oh right, okay, all right. Just just, just making sure. No, no, uh, no. But yeah, kind of on the, this here. I've looked at it like three or four times. It's really hard to kind of decipher whether or not it's handball. It's right on, kind of on the border, isn't it? The the Crespo handball, and whether or not it it is one. I've seen them given. I've seen them not given. Uh, interesting one. This here, I think it was given for offside. The, yeah, the. But when you see the lines, when the lines come up, it's one of those annoying ones where you only see one line because both the lines are on top of each other. And if that's the case, it's a goal, lads. It's a goal. <laughs> if if the offside. If you only see one line when you draw the lines for VAR, if you only see one line, it's offside. Thussel, do, do, do you think they're going to release a referee's report on the game? Because I get the feeling they didn't give it for offside. I get the feeling they gave it for a foul on Panna. Well, I get the feeling. Yeah, if that if it's a foul, even on, though it on wasn't. Banayodo, by the way, it wasn't a foul. It wasn't. No, it wasn't but, a foul. but if it is a foul on Banayoda, that's fine. But why draw the lines in that case? That's that's my question there. I, listen, I can't answer this question. Mazic can't answer this fucking question. How am I supposed to answer it? <laughs> oh, man, I just uh, what, listen. Whatever, whatever. It's 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 one of my pet peeves this season. Is is the goddamn lines? But yeah, the um the one thing that would that I think should make every Aboyle fan nervous 
is the way Belich has been playing all season. Uh, and he, he has a mistake in him every game. And yeah, most games one, he's been... slip. This is... He's slipped, man. Look at that. That... You know, stay on your line, go meet the ball. He's kind of umming and ahhing, and that lack of confidence has made him slip. And he's got him in it every game. He's got something like that in him. And sometimes there's a goal, and sometimes there isn't. The reason Aboel have the the uh, the lowest kind of the kind of the best defense is because of their defense. Belich is, I think, very suspect, especially compared to other goalkeepers Abuel have had in previous seasons. I think Belich is very is he doesn't instill confidence in that team. And I mean, you can see with the goal. Why? I mean, why bother drawing the line for this one? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, anyway. Anyway, 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 anyway. Are you, are you just angry that they're using claret and blue lines? You're an Aston Villa fan, is, it? is no, that why? No, listen, listen, claret and blue, it's great. It's great. Show me more claret and blue. What I want to see, though, is if there's claret and blue lines, I want to be able to see a claret line and a blue line. I don't want to see none of this, none of this, oh, there's only a blue line or there's a claret line sat on top of the blue line. Or get rid of that. Get rid of that. If the lines, if the lines are on top of each other, it's a goal. You go with the on-field decision. That's it. Okay. Okay. That's it. No confusions. You know, you had um, you had the Ammonia social media team being like uh, because uh, uh, this Fandaros, who's uh, Cyprus, I think he's in the Cyprus he's FA. A, he's the assistant general it. secretary. Yeah. yeah. So he was secretary. talking about. Driges. He was talking about Driges. You should be allowing goals if they, you know, if it's if para Drija. And then the Omonia social media team responded to him. So he posted it on Facebook. They responded on Twitter saying, This poses Driges, that dejes te, ya offside Giria Fandari. Well, listen. Yeah, there it is. That's the one. So. I mean, the the response for me is, if they're Maidriches, then it should be a goal. <laughs> on your head, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hold on, put, put the put put the yeah put put put, put, put us back on the screen. Right. If if the triches are like this, right, <laughs> it should be a goal. <laughs> and I think that's what they do in Premier League, in Syria, in. If if it's that close, they give the benefit of the doubt to the attacker. Yeah, and and I agree with you. I hundred percent agree with you. Although what I will say before before obviously Savar jumps in because Savar needs to say his piece on this game because I'm, I'm interested to hear what he's got to say. Should the the assistant general secretary of the Cypriot FA be making such public statements? especially no. on his Facebook page. Now, if you've got a, a beef with the referees, because as I said on my podcast yesterday, he's done it a lot, not just for Ammonia games. He's done it for Salamina against Ael. He's done it for Bafor. He's spoken about FIFA. He's spoken about UEFA. He did it when Cyprus played Malta, talking about referees. 
So what example is this guy setting? And as I said before, the Cypriot FA and the referees union, they work together. So with him doing this, he's taking a massive shit on his his colleagues, his peers. It, it doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, I mean, it's all well and good having a private social media account where you air your grievances in this way. So normally your Facebook account, you set your privacy settings and that way... You know, your friend. No, you don't even. You, you don't even. No, no. You don't even do that. You don't even no, no, put no, it on no, Facebook. No, you don't do anything at all. Even with someone this. can screenshot it. But yeah, it doesn't matter because it's a private. It's a private thing. Whereas this, he's got it open for everybody to see. Like after this came out, I went. I went and put his name in on Facebook, and I could see everything. I could see all his pictures, all the. Posts or the comments yes, or these likes. It, it, it's not like his uh, his opinion about the personal thing. I mean, it's not like he's speaking about racism. That okay, you can tweet about this. Is he's talking about the thing in a place that he's now, even if he's in private or public. For me, it doesn't matter. Mm. You are in a place that I mean, I was as a press officer. I couldn't say my personal opinion politely. Okay. Okay. No, I, I'm, I'm working. I mean, uh, I'm working there, and whatever I would say, it's like it's the opinion of the whole CFA. I mean, yep. Mm -hmm. so, no, I guess so. That as well. So it's what? Yeah. And it's it, it's the national Amina that he's a prosopi, and he's writing about about that. Well, if if you write about national Amina. Even that, but okay, you you are there because of Salamina, but you are in the board too, and you're writing about the team and about the, an offside. Yep. Uh, ah, mm. Let's what they're saying. I don't know in English. You, you doesn't have to to be. They they've done in a semono in a mono ineka to get Sara Kisti na fenete alana inigolas. Yeah, uh, how do you translate that then, still? <laughs> um, uh, it's it basically, yeah, you have to keep up appearances, you have to be holier than thou if you're involved, if you're involved in certain things. So, for instance, because he's part of the Cypriot FA, like it's integrity, there. It's, integrity it's an integrity yeah. issue, yeah. yeah. And to be honest, so, if this was again, if, if you know, I know it's Cyprus and we use the term this is Cyprus, but if this happened in, in England or in other countries in Europe, there'll be gross misconduct. You're sacked on the spot, they'll, they'll sack you, you lose your job because you can't undermine your colleagues and, and undermine your reputation. Okay, another Cypriot football FA's reputation is in the toilet anyway, but. You're, you're destroying a reputation that is already in the mud. You know, they're trying to repair it in certain ways. I get it. But for someone that's a, the, the assistant general secretary, if the general secretary dies, this guy comes in. This is just how it is. That's how it is. And for him to say these things, okay, even if it wasn't Oman, if it was Abuel, if it was Anorthos, if it was, I don't know, Aris, you can't say these things there. He had the guy at Henningberg. He had the guy at Buffalo about the Russian money. Ray, this guy is just—he's he's a lunatic, and and it's a liability as well. Ray, you, how can you trust someone like that? There's no confidentiality there, and this is what mm -hmm. I keep saying: you can't yep. you can't maintain professional standards when you've got someone 
at such a high level. It's not as if he's a he's a cleaner. No disrespect to cleaners, but I'm saying it's not as if someone that goes into the rafia and cleans the, the trapezia or whatever, and he finds some documents and leaks it, and actually that's it. But Ray, this guy is a high-standing person that's supposed to have some kind of, as I said, integrity. But he, he can't. Anyway, whatever. Yeah. It's been dealt yeah. with. It's been dealt with. But yeah. Okay. No. Um, I, I, I completely agree with that. It's just... <sighs> ah, this is... This is... Cyprus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is what it is. It's true. True. I mean, these things only happen maybe in, in Greece and Cyprus. A person as in a position like this to just saying his personal opinion and even how he's saying his personal opinion. Mm. And it, it, I mean, yep. it's one thing that he's saying things about offside or, or anything in which place, and another thing, the way, and then you understand why the Cyprus Federation in Cyprus Federation doesn't uh, work anything right. It's the, the Alazonia that uh, I will write what I want, I will tell it to you, I will use uh, irony, and no one will touch me. Mm. This, is, this is the worst yeah. for me. Yeah. Anyway, Sava, talk to me about this game then. First of all, was, was the Crespo handball a penalty and was Abuel's goal a, a legitimate goal? Uh, look, very, very difficult decision, to be honest, for the referee for the for the hand, because I'm, I'm a little a bit confused what is a handball and what is not. I see many things, even in Premier League, to give penalty, not give penalty, they don't give penalty. The way he makes his hand back, back of his back, he seems like he's trying to but the ball touched his hand so it's in uh, the referee uh, decision to decide if he's handball or not I, mean, I think if he give it I would say okay it's not wrong even now I could just say that he sees something so Catherine can give it so it's a it's a difficult a decision to be honest okay the the, the goal of, of Abuel even if you are a little driha or a small or a big one uh, with the way they decide in VR you are still offside I mean uh, I see uh, again many goals even in Champions League even in Premier League the the last uh, CM of their shoes and their knee, it, you draw the line and you see that it's a 2CM in front and they yeah. decide that it's not a goal. So I, I think the issue that we that I have is not necessarily the technology or the, um, the interpretation. Well, it, it or not that not the base technology or the interpretation, but kind of like how it's presented. So the cameras that we have in Cypriot stadiums are not to a suitable standard to be able to deliver the information. Yes, there's that's not needed. Enough. 
the the discussion has with some president it's that even with goal line technology even with cameras the cost is high uh, so uh, some stadium they can have as many cameras or as quality cameras i don't know exactly what... it's it's a quality thing because there's some decisions that are made and they draw the lines and then you see the quality of the image that they've drawn the lines on and you can see it's not 4k it's not 4k <laughs> no but no but you know the the it's it's the technology is there that just the output for the technology isn't there that's what the issue is the output isn't good enough and it again yeah like you said there's a big cost so for instance your uh your doxa or your um paralimni paralimni will have a lot more difficulty um paying that cost because they don't have the same income as your abuel your monia yes. your and we, or and we the come, same investment as yes. and we come in a way that in this kind of thing they should go together but in in what period of the history of cyprus some teams go together to go now <laughs> and decide that you have to go together, put some money because I'm Paphos and as I, as I invest more on the team, I want to invest more in the footballing I am playing than NOC that I know that. And we are going to have this cause in some kind. But this, it will mean that someone will work with someone else. And yeah, I don't know how is this, <laughs> this thing to, to yeah. work in Cyprus. Too many people need to agree for it to work. <laughs> yes. Dolly mm. Bon, let's move on to the next one. <laughs> I think we're nearly done. I think how many games have we got left? We've got one, two games left. All right. Okay. Here we go. Let's go. Right. Addis and Buffer, the new derby ended in a 2 2 draw. Didn't it? Was it two two or was it one one? I can't remember. Yeah, two two. I think it was two two, wasn't it? It was two two. Yeah. I'm, I'm not losing my mind. I promise. I'm not getting old. <laughs> I am getting old, actually. <laughs> oh, blimey! Do you know what? Um, Faso, this game—it's uh, always an entertaining game between these two teams. We know that both teams go uh, went for it. We know both teams have got something to prove, something to say, especially when it comes to the title charge. Both of them are clearly in with a shout. Um, a lot happened here. Gogorin scored a penalty. Valakari then equalised. Benson then made it 2-1. And um, once again, Buffo somehow got back into this and got an equaliser. But again, Reathaso, as we keep saying, whenever Buffo go a goal behind, they've never gone on to win a game under Henningberg in the league. Unbelievable yep. statistic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, d I, I don't know. I think, I think it plays on them as well. I think as soon as they go down a goal... So you can see kind of the endeavour from the players, kind of, but it gets to that final third, um, something happens. So, for instance, because they've been con conceding these goals kind of to, to start off with, you've got players like Gyro seem to be making some weird decisions when they get to, or when they get into the final third. So 
Um, Gyro especially has obviously not been uh, not been firing on all cylinders, at least on on the goal scoring end of things. Um, uh, yeah, and uh, a couple of other players' forms has dropped off as well. So Kane, so the person, who, the, the player who conceded the penalty against Kokoran, he's he's not been having the best few games either. Uh, Bruno is what's he done since he's joined? He's not done much at all. Um, so yeah, the, the kind of the. I don't know. It seems like the pressure's got to these players slightly, uh, which means that you know they're not they're not getting they're not getting the results that they should be getting, and people know that kinds of results that they can get, uh, which is probably frustrating. Obviously, the fans, and as well, kind of the higher ups. So there's always there's been discussions, obviously, a couple of weeks back regarding. The security of Henningberg's job. Uh, uh, the press officer had to come out a couple of times and say, "There's no, you know, he's he's all right." There's been no discussions about Henningberg's job security. I mean, there's been no discussions on his job security, but that doesn't necessarily mean he's safe. Um, but yeah, there's there's a few players as well that have kind of again been out of the team uh not really uh not really gelling as well so plays like Valakari obviously Valakari came came back into the first team in this game and he basically saved Obafor the points twice um but yeah uh, on on the other side Aris uh, performing very very well again kind of uh their attacking verve very very you know they're very very nice to watch again they need a lot of chances to to score before they score uh and uh van Aal versus van Aal has obviously been getting a lot of plaudits because of his performances this game he made some really weird decisions like uh, as if his eccentricity was turned up to 20 on football manager there were some really weird situations he managed to get himself into. Um, and again, Baf the Bafos player is not really taking advantage of that. So, you know, it's, it's a very strange game. Again, very good game to watch. Very attacking game. Both teams had a lot to say for themselves, a lot of chances. But at the same time, there's a lot of strange things going on in the game. A lot of weird decisions, a lot of different... Uh, different situations and chances that occurred that you wouldn't necessarily see uh, in either of those teams. So, for instance, there was a lot of defensive errors on Bafos' side, uh, a lot of goalkeeping issues uh, from Van Alves. There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. Uh, I don't know if anybody else wants to chuck in, uh, kind of come in with their opinions as well. But, yeah, the... Very interesting game to watch. Sava, um, I don't know who will be happier with the point. Do you think Aris will be happier or do you think Buffalo will be happier with the points? I think Abuel will be happy with it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good answer. Yeah. Very good answer. <laughs> uh, to be honest, I, I didn't watch the, the highlights. That's why I watched with... Uh, 
interest. I didn't find the time to, to see the, the highlights of this game. And it's true that every time these teams play together, it's like, I mean, if you do, don't say me, expect of the, the stadium that you can understand it, they don't look like it's uh, Cypriot teams. The way they are playing, they are attacking, they I mean, I see some good saves, some good shots, some one, two, some nice. Uh, I mean, it's, it's like it was more than 90 minutes. The game, even, even the highlights with the Tahida that they are playing, it's, um, it's amazing. It's good for the, uh, for the championship. And, you know, it, it's two teams that when they are playing together, even if I didn't do it this time, I would love to to watch. Uh, I mean, with their style of playing, uh, what they are trying to do. Okay, uh, it was. I think it was a more Poetevmenos uh, Oaris, not because Paphos didn't want the win, but because Paphos the last four or five games they didn't manage to win anything. So you have Aris that come from behind and uh, they have possibility to, to win the championship. They start to be living in. They are saying, okay, we are not so far. Uh, Apoel draw against Omonia. Uh, I lose, but I think they didn't know it uh, And anyway. So it's a good chance to, to win the game because we are winning game. We have a winning uh, streak. And you have to win, and they give, they give everything, but they have against them a very good team. Uh, as Paphos, uh, that uh, it, it's a pity that they start very good the championship, they make some very good games against Apoel, against Taek, against I can imagine I, I watched them playing against the big teams, and in some games, they were much better than. Than them, and but in the end they don't seem to me not uh, just to win the championship, but maybe they have chance to stay out of Europe. Apollon win, they couldn't win Aris, that is in the third place. So again, it seems like Pavos, even if they start well, even if they buy some very good players, in the end of the day they could end up in the fifth place and don't know what they have to change. I mean, they have very good... And and you can see, on the other hand, Aris, that it's the same logic with Paphos, that last year went to Europe. They win in a very important match, an Orthos' last game, in their home, 3 nil, And now you see Aris that they're in the third place, they're fighting for the championship, so... You can see two teams with the same loiki to have different results. So it's a thing they have to to see in, in Paphos. Maybe they follow the what others do, what they did better than them. Yeah. Uh, Phil, at the beginning of the season, we were talking about Paphos and we said, you know, if they continue with Antosh in goal, they will have problems because I, I don't think he's a reliable goalkeeper. Obviously, Ivusic has come in. Okay, he's he's done well. But I, I think Vida and uh, Bayrich, they're not the greatest 
central defending partnership. Uh, I don't know what's happening with Hotsko. He's I know he's on the bench, but it seems they still need changing in defence. In midfield, they're brilliant. Gane, Name, Tankovic, Valakari's now scoring goals. Obviously, Zaros has, what, 18 league goals this season. So, yeah. scoring goals isn't the problem, but they're conceding silly goals. They concede cheap penalties. You know, yeah. I, I think the mentality needs to change from that respect. And that's surprising for me because Henning Berg is a very defensive coach. And as a former defender himself... For him to see all these goals being conceded, especially, as I said, cheap goals, he must get really, really angry, no? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I mean, that first penalty, for instance, Gane, I'm not sure what he was doing there. Like, he just he just brought Gogorin down. Um, there was no, there's not really much of an excuse there. For what he was trying to do so that i don't know i think there's been a it was only a small change in the people in the team so all they did was brought in bruno and well, all they did they only brought in two players which was was bruno and it was the croatian goalkeeper it was it. <laughs> um, but they lost they lost semedo that but Semedo, and I think, yeah. and I keep looking back on that because Semedo, whilst he wasn't great at finishing, he was very, very good at lining things up for Gyro. And since Semedo's gone, Gyro's goals have dried up. And you see him uh, uh, in this game, for instance, in a lot of the highlights, Gyro is a lot further back than uh, th than what he would normally be. Because he's just not getting the service that uh, that, that he was used to when uh, Semedo was in the team. Yes, uh, I, I agree that Semedo didn't seem as a player that if he leaves and come Bruno, it will be a problem. I mean, you see Semedo, his career, mm. what, and you say, okay, it's not going to be a problem. And we bring Bruno, that we see what he did in pneumonia, we see his quality. But maybe, maybe his characteristic as a player, Semedo, the way uh, Berg uh, was playing, Semedo uh, was better to help the build up of the team or making more antipathies and score goals than mm. it's Bruno, that it's more of technique style than quick player as Semedo was. And this is what I like. I love for football. I mean... You bring a player that it's more talented. Uh, they score more easy goals, but yep. doesn't doesn't uh, uh, matter that or the similarity. The better player will suit better than the other player, even if he's an individual. It's much better Bruno than Semedo. But it, it seems even Bruno like he tempers are most again uh, in Pafos. He's, yeah, he's not used to he's not used to the team yet. Yeah. Um, something I want to quickly talk about. First of all, uh, Aris, um, they took five hundred fans to Buffalo, which I think is is fantastic for a club that is still developing, um, that has achieved so much in such a short space of time. Obviously, people are going to talk about 
winning trophies. That's the most important thing. But I think as a club that's in development, um, that started from scratch effectively, and for them to have 500 fans going to Buffalo, I think I think it's an incredible, an incredible achievement for them. And, and I'm sure their um, their fan base is going to continue growing. But incidentally, uh, on Saturday, uh, last Saturday, I think they they planted over 124 pine trees um, in Ayos Dijuana. I believe that's that's the place. Which you know, again, they're doing their their bit for the environment, which is always nice to see. Do you know what I mean? You know, obviously, a lot of other clubs do something similar. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, it's it's great that you're seeing the players getting involved. There you go. <laughs> I mean, that's that's great. That's absolutely great. What's the word there? Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's it. So yeah, I'm 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 very I'm very pleased with them. There's there's actually a photo I want to bring up. It's got a tongue about. Let me just bring it up. Uh, where is it? It's, it's one with the away fans. Right. Now, obviously, there's kids there, and I don't like putting up photographs of kids, but obviously, artists have, have given us permission to, to put this photograph up. Um, Sava, as a fan of a club with thousands of supporters in Cyprus, how important is it for the next generation to you know, follow a club in Cyprus, whether it be a local club, whether it be a club from another side of the island. I mean, it's, it's, it's very, very important for me anyway that the younger generation pick a club and, and support them in Cyprus because the game is still growing, it's still developing. And with the money coming into the island, be it foreign investment, be it other means of, of investment, I think it's very, very important that we do have more younger fans going to games. Yes. To be honest, Aris and Pavos, they are two teams that brings new things in Cyprus football, um, in, in all things, in social media, marketing, the way they, they are treated, the, the reporters, the way they are have their fun, they, they, the atmosphere they are trying to, uh, to make. And I, I love this because we have a talk in Instagram too, and I think the, the younger fan, the younger generation, they need expect their history of their team. They need some things in social media, in marketing that they they will keep them near of their team. Uh, some of the biggest teams in our island, Apoel, Omonia, Anorthosis, they have lack of this of these things. I'm amazed with the ideas that Aris have in Paphos in the media day, uh, the day after match, the day before the match. The giveaways they are giving, the present they are giving to, to their fans. It's about people to bring some other people in some department, but it's about uh, it's about ideas too. And I don't think that they have lack of ideas in Australia where some of their fans of, of some of their people. Maybe it's because of their board. Because if you if you go have the department, then you are tell them, okay. I give you 50,000 and I want you to make a video to find a way to bring the, the fans near to the club. Two, three targets. You can actually achieve it and bring even more fans inside the club. And that's what they're doing, the, the big clubs in all of, the, all of the world. Even to give you an example, now they're trying to, to take the World Cup to Saudi Arabia, right? They are they are doing a Formula One in Saudi Arabia. They they buy Cristiano Ronaldo boxing. And the team they were trying Wrestling. to get to Messi. They do a program in Ives, the sports reporter, 
a young sports reporter where every country the Ives will uh, he, they pay for their exoda to get in Saudi Arabia and make re, the reportage about how the football so it's all marketing in the mm. end of the day and you have a lack of this in, and because <laughs> I'm in the area of marketing in some way I love what Pafos and Ives doing I'm saying to them every time because it's not like they bring 10 Russian and they do with their guys from Cyprus. So I'm saying this not because of their country that they are, because some guys from the board of Cyprus they will tell you, yeah, but where will find people to do that? If you want really to do things, you will find the people too. So yeah. this is how us and Pafos gain younger fans because they are getting the, the fans go there and he get a shirt, he get the Arca school, uh, he can go to a training session, he can take picture with the players. Uh, this, this is what the young kids love. Yeah. Not, and, I think, okay, yeah. and I think it's, it's very intelligent how they're doing this because what they are effectively doing, they are aiming their product at a younger demographic because they know the younger de demographic may not have the disposable income, but their parents do. And it's just yeah. like a Christmas when you see the, the toy adverts on the television, you know, but mama, baba, I want this. Hello, hello, hello. Hey, when the kids see Aris, uh, the, the tabelles, the billboards you know, on the highway, or they go on YouTube and there's an advert and it's Aris, you know, they know what they're doing and it's very intelligent and they're doing what the other clubs aren't doing. I don't see Abuel doing it. I don't see Omonia do it. You know, I go to Limassol, I see Aris Tabeles everywhere, Aris posters on the buses. I go to Lefkosia, I might see an Abuel poster. I might see something with Omonia, but there's no, Then it's like, oh, they take it for granted. We are yeah, the clubs yeah. in Lefkosia. We have the fan base. They will always keep coming. But what they don't realize is that Aris are going to be stronger. They're going to be better eventually. The resources that they're going to bring to, to Limassol. I mean, look at Buffalo. They've got a state-of-the-art training facility. Yeah, Aris are going to do the same. And then you've got Omone with Ilias Bullos, which is a cadastasi. You know, there's no hot water, nothing. And they don't own Where, it. They don't own it. I mean, Aris spent half a million euros on a team coach to take the players with Wi-Fi, yes. with everything. This is an elite mentality football, and they're planning for the future. If they get into the Europa League, the Conference League, they build on it. They're bringing more money. They're bringing better players. We saw Gagorin. We've seen Stepinski. We've seen Borison come in, Vanna Alves. These are top players. But yeah. the better they get, the more players they will come in. And then you see Abuel and Amonia going all the way down. And then Aris come. So it's, it's a revolution. It's a revolution. The, the, the other thing that Baffles and Aris have got going for them as well is the... Um, uh, is the atmosphere in the stadium. So younger younger um, people can go to the stadium without having... I don't know how to put this democratically. Um, without... Uh, without there being any issues, let's say. So, if you, for instance, if you go to the Rassibi for without a Without them being worried about Wait, without them being worried about anything. So, for instance, if you go to the Rassi B for a derby or 
Uh, if you go to the Andonis Papadopoulos for a derby, whether whether it's Omonia away fans or Abuelo away fans or Anorthosia away fans or whatever whatever it is, there's a certain atmosphere, which, again, it's a great atmosphere up to a point. So there's obviously there's a reason why in the Digastiga all these clubs are getting fines because there is a certain build-up over what would be allowed for, you know, a good atmosphere. Whereas, you know, your your Bafos and your Aries aren't necessarily having those issues that the other more traditionally big clubs are having at the moment. And I think that plays into it. Yes. I well, think yeah. yes. No, I, I think the there are coming some interested years in the foot of the changing of history in Cyprus football. And uh, I would love to after some two, three years to come again and discuss about the changes that will be. I think in two, three years we will see these changes that now it's what we are saying. As the process, now is the process. Mm. Now is the process that things happen, but no one sees. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Egadon, Egadon. I agree. I agree. Right, we have one more game. We've gone nearly two hours. Savamo, I know it's very late for you, Filet, um, and thank you for for taking this time. We're not going to spend too much long on the show because obviously you need to go to sleep. I don't want to keep you awake. No worries. <laughs> so, I, so, I enjoy. I enjoy the time. If I was. Um, being tired, I will tell you, don't worry. <laughs> Thank you. So we've got one more game to discuss. Yeah. Uh, another game with a lot happening. It's only, it only four and a half minutes long, this video, so it's not as long as the, the last ones. But Abolon beats Ayek 1-0. But Ayek were down to 10 men after eight minutes with Ledes getting sent off with a very reckless tackle. Um, clear red as far as I'm concerned. But then the match ended with Ayek having Tomovic sent off and Hendy sent off for, for what looked like um, a judo. What was it? Judo or UFC? I don't know what it was. But, uh, it was <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, one little win for Abolo. Not good for Ayek, who is slowly sliding down the table. Savamu, talk to me about this one. This is a red card, isn't it? 100%. Yeah, it's a possible with him. He, he goes straight, I mean, for foul. And I don't know how it's in English, but uh, and part hypopsia traumatismu, so it's yes, a red injury, injury, because yeah. he's not like he's going to to play the ball. I mean, the ball intentional, is, intentional. Uh, yeah, that's intentional. All. Yeah. It's, it's intentional to the player. So, mm. and it could, yes, and could bring some injury. So intentional, and uh, with the way it comes to bring some injury, for me, it's straight cut, red card. Thasso, this game was um, was an interesting one for me because it just seemed that Ayek did try their best, but they looked very tired after one hour. And I understand you're playing football with 10 men from the eighth minute. It's very difficult. They did have their chances, but do you think Abolon will be disappointed that they didn't score more than one? Because in the second half, they caught them on a counter-attack about three or four times and the final ball was dreadful. Yeah, there was a couple of strange decisions coming from coming in the final third. I think there's one point where 
Bittas is running down the wing and he tries to get the ball into Warda, where uh, really you want those roles to be the other way around, where you've got what you should have. You should be having Warda running down the ring, wing and Bittas trying to get onto the ball. Um, but yeah, it's, it, there's there's a few things like that. I think the way um, Andone has the team playing, uh, has a ball on playing, uh, kind of in transition. I think I spoke about it last week. They've got this uh, kind of strange formation where uh, Bittas kind of sits behind, and then the wingers are the two, the two players furthest forward. Um, there, there was a situation here with Var. I think uh, it is going to briefly come up on the highlights package here, where there's a there's a situation that occurs. And that would have been VAR that, that would have been VAR getting the second yellow there. Now, personally, I think that that's a second yellow. Uh, but the referee decided not to give it in, in uh, at that point, which is uh, which which I thought was was a strange decision. But yeah, um, there's there, there's a few things that kind of went on uh, in this in this game that kind of were you happy with those lines, by the way. No, <laughs> no. I mean, you could see Jakulis was offside anyway, so there wasn't a need for those lines to be there. But no. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's there's a few things that happened in this game that it's not necessarily on this highlights package. So there's some point in like the 60th or the 70th minute, something kind of happens uh, on the benches of the team. And somebody on Ajax's uh, bench gets sent off. Uh, like a me- like it, it, the, the the person who does that gets their like pick up a medical kit and kind of throw it to the ground as they march off from from off the bench. Uh, and then I yeah, kind of at the at the end at the end of this, you've got you've got a little bit of an MMA fight going on while <laughs> while while the Ajax attack continues. Uh, and uh, yeah, it kind of all devolved into into a mess. Tomovic was angry though. Like yeah. when I saw the challenge, I thought, well, okay, there's there's no reason to get so angry. I mean, that wasn't really bad. It didn't. I mean, oh, yeah, I, he, he's he slipped it. more than anything. Like. Yeah. <laughs> but the way he reacted, I'm like, hey, calm down, man. What is this? I think it's not the foul. <laughs> it's about the more about the result. Than yeah. the foul. It looks like it looks like they get you know it looks like they're about to. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to turn into Whitney Houston now? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't want to go to the to right to the high. To point. be honest, I, I was yeah. trying. I, I don't know if you see. It. I was trying to see if I leave something open if my, my <laughs> girlfriend was. <laughs> I was trying to say to her, <laughs> to <stop> the music. <laughs> Oh, thank you very much. Oh, that's that's beautiful. Thank no, you very no. much. <laughs> One of these videos with TikTok, no, nothing. Ah, oh, okay, not the good stuff, stuff, the bad stuff. All right, I got you. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh, but, but you know, the, I, I was I was watching that whole situation develop. I think there was some lasers being sh- somebody was shining lasers into there as well. I, like if you watch it back, there's like green light being flashed into the referee's eyes as well while that melee is going on. 
I think we don't see kind of what happens after that as well between Tomovic and Hendy, but I'm pretty like Hendy chucks Tomovic to the floor, and I think he then goes on top of him as well. No, so Tomovic it looked like gra- Tomovic grabs. Hendy yeah, Tomovic he tries, grabs Hendy, and he tries, tries to pull him down. To the ground, but but Hendy Tomovic kind of goes down. It. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then Hendy then is about to to go into him, but it cuts away. Yeah. Uh, in the highlights yeah. package before that, mm-hmm. uh, and it uh, just it all kicked off. So obviously you've got all I of that happening on the pitch. I Everybody, they fight more in their mind than uh, actual. The actual, yeah, yeah. yeah. In, in their mind, they have they find how they punch each other, but. The what's happening there was very funny to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was. I like when it was happening. I was like, the, the thing is, I I think um, as Sava said, Tomovic was obviously angry with the result, but I think mm. the past maybe three four weeks, Ayek aren't the same. They look very tired. They're having players sent off. They're playing 97, 98 minutes like they played Abolon when Vada scored the winner the other week. It's game after game. They don't have the squad depth. They're having injuries. You know, obviously Grushko hasn't been playing. Altman hasn't been playing. Now the red card for Ledes. It's all adding on top the pressure and the tiredness. And again, they're playing West Ham on Thursday. Then they're playing again on Sunday. It's all psychological, but they're more tired. And and Ledes, the foul with Ledes. If you watch it again, before the foul, he tries the same thing. If you watch it again, he tries the same thing, doesn't foul him, and then he tries him again, and then he gets him. I think it's mm. tiredness and it's it's frustration as well. Yeah, um, and it's pressure. Yeah. It's pressure, isn't it? They've never well, had a challenge like this to challenge for the title, and maybe they're thinking this is their last chance to do it. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. Well, it's it's across the club, so it's not just the players. I was going to say there's the melee that's happening on the pitch, but at the same time as well. There was something involving Xavi Roca and Andone and the fourth official as well happened. So Xavi Roca was uh, sent, basically was sent off kind of after the fact. Andone got a yellow card for it. Uh, and the fourth officials reported that Xavi Roca punched him. Uh, uh, not punching that he said something to him that he... I think. Yeah, but yeah, no, they, they, they him, yeah. talk, talk, talked about a punch as well because uh, when Javi Rocker got off the plane in London uh, today, I think it, it, I think it was somebody at Gekida who interviewed. Yeah, him. yeah, yeah. I'm going to put, put that video clip up in a minute. I'm going to put it up after yeah. some of the people that are watching the video can see it. Not obviously us because we've been going on for two hours, but yeah. I'll, I'll put it on at the end of this conversation. But but yeah. Uh, and basically, it was like he, 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 the the fourth official came towards him, and Javi Rocker said, "Anyway, something happened, uh, and it's been uh, and it's been written down in the referee's report that Javi Rocker attacked the fourth official, uh, and then Andoni tried to get into uh, getting between the two, and something happened. Yeah. All the while." What you know, the melee that was that happened on the pitch also happened, so it's yeah. all it's all a big, uh, big, confusing, just angry mist over the whole. And I saw that the one specific player, 
I'm not going, I'm going to go into the details, but I saw someone uh, from the opponent that I was not, uh, let's say, celebrating the, the win in the, in the proper way. And what I did, I went down the stairs in order to avoid uh, to create uh, any incident. Ivan Triskovsky, well-known player, not only for what he's doing on the pitch, out of the pitch, as a witness is there, was speaking with the coach of Apollo. And I went to them and I said the coach to Apollo, please go, go and take your player because I think can create a problem. Go and take your player. Please go and take your player. I was speaking like this with the coach. No one bad word, maybe shouting because there was a lot of people and uh, shouting to him because maybe he didn't listen to me. I was telling to him, Apollo coach is there in order to be a witness as well, if he's necessary. Okay? Then this person came to me, the full referee, came to me in an aggressive way. He approached to me. He started to he invite also my space corporal. That's why, that's why I tell him, go away. And I touch him, I touch him like this, into his shoulder, I touch him. I didn't hit, I'm 49 years old. I never in my life, I touch, I fight, I punch uh, someone, so what am I gonna do with a full referee? I'm not crazy, I'm not crazy. So as I said, you can ask, nowadays football is, is, is uh, football no. It's a world, big world, but uh, thanks God, with uh, two phone calls, you know each other, you know how, how everybody is, and you can ask about uh, my behavior, and I was respectful always with everybody, especially when they are coming to our home, okay? So I want to explain that uh, it was not true that I punched him. Actually, it was him who came to me in an aggressive way, threatening me with his manners, and uh, then I react. Of course, I react, but I react touching him and telling him, go away, don't touch me. That's why I was, I was two minutes or three minutes telling him, don't touch me again, don't touch me again. If he's someone who punched someone, why I was two minutes telling him, don't touch me again, and he was there waiting? Has no sense, has no sense, okay? So, and he said that I punched him, I went to him, and I was arguing with the, with the opponent coach, so completely lies, completely lies. This is not the truth, and I'm not able to let him to damage my image, and especially I image because I belong to I. I is our club. Everybody knows well known how what, what, how we are mm, treating everybody. Opponents, referees, when sometimes we have reason to complain and we decide to follow the policy to don't complain about that, respect them and support them. Okay? So I'm not able, as I said, I'm not able to this guy to wrote whatever he wants because this is what he did, wrote whatever he wants that happened. And also he said, he said, uh, ah, and also Kiriakos was there. Kiriakos was there as a witness. He followed everything, everything. Not only Kiriakos, because people can say, ah, it's Kiriakos, is for life. Apollo, people, team manager, people from Apollo, they told him that uh, absolutely was false and was not true. And secondly, he said the same about our coach, that the coach uh, pushed him or pushed him, or I don't know what he did. And Enios, well known also, and uh, with good reputation in the city of football, I think if you ask about Elias, no one is going to say not even one bad word about him. He was there. Thanks God, he was there, following everything, and he knew that I was saying, again, not the truth. Okay? Simple as that. Sorry, because as I said, I don't want to be the protagonist, but I believe it was my duty to come out and to say this, because as a, I don't, I'm going to allow this guy to say the... Because now, okay, they will... He, as he wrote whatever he wants, now they will punish them probably, but at least I want the people to know what exactly happened.
the atmosphere club. between this the atmosphere is very electric in the last mm. matches between these two teams mm-hmm. uh, because I see I'm not sure maybe it's because I won against Apollon when Apollon was fighting for the title without having a chance to win it now Apollon win two times and cut points from Ike so there's a the contra that I mean, Apollo Money, okay, it's in Derby. Uh, Anorthos Ike, it's in the, even if Anorthos is from Fangusta, it's the same in the same town. I love Apollo Money, okay, but we see for, for the first time, the last two, three years, these two teams to have a contract that uh, I don't know how it started, but yeah. it keeps going. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, just... That's what I'm trying to do. You see, every uh, big, uh, Contra between two teams, there's a reason. Yeah. But I'm trying to find the reason behind all this because in the last two matches, especially, very much happened more out of the area or inside. With this no, no, no. But it inside. happened with it happened with Ayak and Salamina as well, didn't it? With the fans and then the journalists getting attacked from uh, yes, K- uh, Vision. As I said, it's in the same. Town again, yeah. maybe something in Larnaca. I mean, this is Larnaca against Limassol, and it, it's not not even of town. And I don't know if it's because of they are fighting for the title last year or last mm-hmm. year or Apollon winning that maybe I uh, win against Apollon. But okay, anyway, what I what you are you were telling before. But I, I think I it's in the best and it's the worst time for it. And I will tell yeah. I will explain why. Now you are in the game of title. I mean you are uh three uh, three points away. Three points, yeah. I think yeah, so think, so yes, no. so yes. So you are in the game of title. N- nothing over, nothing is over. Have another nine games and you're there. But and at the same time. You are playing in one of the most beautiful stadiums in London against West Ham, where you you can't go there and not play. I mean, there's no there's not a choice like this. It's in the mind of the footballer. I will give my best and my best self there, and you don't know. Maybe some someone will see me, some scouter, some anyway. So at the same time. You have all this tiredness, uh, all this psychology, all this pressure, but at the same time, you can't get rest. You can't get rest against West Ham. Maybe you concede five goals. You go for the title. Maybe you lost the game against Apollon, but you are still in the title. There are only three points because of the draw of away. So every week that goes by uh, after the game against West Ham and I. It's near of Apoel, or three or four points. Things will get even worse after every defeat or draw of Ike. Even if, for example, Apoel goes against Pavos and lost. And then go Ike and lost against Ars. And it's interesting to see how this is going to, to be for more about Ike. Philip, do you think um, Aris will be challenging now? Do you think they, they will climb up the table and be the biggest challenger to Apoel? Uh, why not? It's there. They are playing uh, very good football. They are winning games. 
they show that they, they can win against every opponent. They don't have the pressure that Apoel and I have, to be honest. So maybe uh, these things will play its role at the end. But I I see that Apoel, even if they are not playing as good uh, as Harris, they are finding a way to get the result. And it seems like a team that uh, you see them and you are getting more sure about them other than Aris, then maybe he will win up well. And the next game he will lose for, let's say, I mean, pneumonia that don't have, not because of the team that doesn't care about anything this time. No, you're right. You're right, 100%. 100%. Right, Thaso, do you, is there anything else you want to discuss very quickly before we wrap it up? Because we've done almost two and a quarter hours. Yeah, no, no, man. <laughs> it was, it was going to be some funny stuff. You know, Dornari is going off on one again, but that's that's about Ale. it. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dornari is man. So just very quickly, what did he say? Can you, what did he actually say this time? I, I let's finish it with 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 this guy. Let's finish All right. it with this guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll just do. So obviously, so they had the big president's meeting with uh, you know the Mazic and Gumas Mazic. and all the presidents of the clubs. Uh, and the only thing that came out of the meeting was the, the the Cypriot FA's press release saying that we discussed this, this and this. And then there was a Q&A and everybody's happy. Uh, except, you know, Dornaridis, his Facebook profile is open for everybody to see. So I went to go have a look to see if he had anything to say, you know, about his Filipinezes or, or anything. So... Um, Basically, he went and made a complaint. So I, I'll, I'll read what's on screen, but in English. So yesterday we had a meeting with the president of the association and the referee committee on the subject of <laughs> refereeing. One of the talking points was about the event of a week ago when I entered the VAR van where the referee Marios Christoforou was. We paid a 5,000 euro fine and was banned for two games. We sent a letter asking that Christoforou is no longer specified, at least for the time being, at our matches. We asked for that for the rest of Olympiagos games that foreign referees are used. And what was the result? Where is the police? Where is the prevention of violence? How much provocation? A state held up by crutches, tolerates and watches mute without being able to react. The comments are yours. Uh, basically, uh, Marios Christoforo was the referee that was given to them in the match after they complained uh, after they complained about not having Marios Christoforo because Marios Christoforo was attacked by Dornaridis in the VAR van. Yeah. <laughs> so obviously, he will have a bias because Dornaridis attacked him. Wait. Every every time every time Dornaidis puts out a Facebook post and he ends it, I kind of feel like he's gonna end it with like Seferis, Galvos, Embirigos, Solomos. <laughs> no no it's it, it, it's a paragraph. It's a paragraph that they are saying in the first paragraph one thing. In the second paragraph, it comes to delete what it writes in the first paragraph. There <laughs> it is. Uh, <laughs> and oh it's amazing it's amazing and 
you see these things uh, again, again. Really, he, he posts this thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. On, on his on his Facebook, on his, yeah, Facebook yeah, yeah. his Facebook. It's like I attacked a referee, and then I told them not to put the, that referee on our matches, and they put the referee in our match. Yeah. <laughs> and no, and where is the police to stop me from yeah, attacking no. the referee? Yeah. And 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 you read it again and you tried the same things you read for the yeah. first time. Yeah. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Summer, yeah. as a journalist, as a journalist, how entertaining are these people when you see when you see, you know, Mani Darao bringing all the, like, up well, they do these statements online. I mean, it must be, obviously, sometimes it's really quiet in the news, but then these things happen and you're thinking, wow, they do the work for us, you know? Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it, there's uh, two, of the opposite tonomisma of the coins. So it's the, coin, yeah. yeah. So it's the one that, it's true that that time that you are, you are uh, reading these things and you are trying really to think what is in their mind or <laughs> if someone writing it for trolling you or is it for true. Uh, sometimes I don't find, I don't find the answers. So it's so surreal, it's so crazy, it's so like near of a troll that you don't understand that if, if, if it's true or if they, you are really reading these things. This is the kind, the kind fan, and and to the other way, you are trying to do your job, and then you know if you try to find or to say something else, you will find your tompelasso mm. by trying to to tell them. For example, okay, uh, Christophoros, what do you want to? You write something. We love. What do you want to say that? You, you you said to us that you attack a referee and you ask where is the police. You really ask uh, ask this. I mean, you know, if you and, and, and you call to find or maybe someone your boss say you okay, call him to tell you what does he mean, and you answer to you things that okay. I'll, so I, I can be I can get serious journalists in Cyprus because I won't have any serious answer from anywhere and I will be always with the nerves so uh, I, I'm just moved with that so you tell that you mean that yes okay if you mean that I will put it <laughs> I mean oh, who am I to change uh, Torno <laughs> absolutely brilliant absolutely brilliant well Savamu, thank you so much for joining us. Um, really appreciate it. Obviously, the time difference is is two hours and it's, what, midnight in Cyprus now. So, again, we really appreciate your time, Phil. And it's uh, it's been a pleasure. And I hope that you can come back on again. We um, we, we appreciate people that know the, the Brothathlium and even people that don't know the Brothathlium. But to have your point of view, knowing the game as, as you do, we really appreciate it. Um, do you want to tell our listeners where they can find you on social media or anything that you'd like to promote? Okay, um, uh, I have my uh, I have my own channel, Savas on Tour. That I do some podcasts, interviews, some for football, some other not. I have the podcast, the Blue Zone podcast. Uh, I, I prefer to follow 
these kind of things than me an individual because I post more things there and on what I'm doing than my personal things or anything. That's where anyone can find me to uh, to see what maybe it will find interesting. Thank you very much for hosting me. Uh, I was always have as a not exactly a dream, but as uh, as a thing I wanted to do to make a podcast in in English to see. Uh, when when I will speak about football, how good my English will be. So thank you very much for giving me the chance. Perfect. <laughs> your English your English is better than mine. No, it no, but you, it the, the thing is that I, I'm not thinking very much what I'm going to say, just to make the other understand what I'm want to say. That's what I'm trying to do when I'm speaking English. Oh, you're so, doing very well. You're doing yes. very well, Phil. Congratulations. It's, yes. it's very good. It's very um. Very refreshing to have someone that, that speaks so so well and uh, knows the league as well. So it's, your input has been fantastic. Thaso more? Um, anything? You got your Twitter handle and all that. Flares Cafes at the bottom. There it there is. You there. Go. Yeah. And I'm going to put all of, put all of Sava's socials in the in the description. So yeah, so you can find Sava and um, talk to him about Anorthosi. He's got plenty th- to say about his club and everything. So yeah. there you go. Well, that's, that's it, boys and girls. Thank, thank you very you much. Them. Really, thank, thank you very much. You. I would love great. to be again uh, here whenever Anytime. you want it. Anytime, so, Fila. Thank you. Good night. Have uh, uh, Good night. Have a nice day. It's a night even in London or in France. So, <laughs> so we'll see you Bye-bye. guys. Thank you. Love it. And that's it for another episode of This Is Mappa. Give us a follow on Twitter at This Is Mappa. We're also on Instagram. So follow us on that. We've got some very decent followers everywhere. And um, next Tuesday, we're hoping to be joined by a very special guest. Safa may have heard of him, but I'm not going to mention his name on air because it hasn't been confirmed. But he should be coming on to talk to us about the Barathema. So until next time, boys and girls, good night, everybody.